0: hello and welcome back to tells this episode of tells we are in reno nevada with a very angry andrew hi andrew hi (laughs) what's happening
1: my life is over
0: (laughs) and who do you blame for your life being over
1: everybody In this world. Are you in this world? No, I live on an
0: alternate alternate universe.
1: I blame you and everybody else.
0: (laughs) Would you like to tell us why you're so angry?
1: I've made a grave mistake.
0: A mistake, I might add. I tried to prevent not once, not twice, but three times. Share your mistake with us. What happened?
1: Well... (laughs) We went snowboarding yesterday here in the Reno Tahoe area, and it was great. Was things were going swimmingly, the day was fantastic. Really good times.
0: Awesome. I fell off the chairlift about five times.
1: Uh huh. So yeah, everything was good until maybe like an hour or so after we were done, and uh, it became clear that I should have put sunscreen on much earlier in the day rather than halfway through the day. And I am paying for it dearly at the moment. It's not funny. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing.
0: I'm currently staring at a handsome, beet red, Andrew Nimi. Beet red. Imagine. It's the, and it's the... It's a
1: good representation of how angry I am. <laughs> you know, how in cartoons, they get real red and angry-faced.
0: And you have the sunglass tan, too, because you had your... Glasses on, and you just have this perfect like tee with the eye cut out.
1: Yeah, that makes it worse. I think if I if it was not such an obvious sunglasses tan, maybe it wouldn't be so ridiculous looking.
0: You'd just be red faced, and mm-hmm. that would be your coloring.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but you can clearly see that it's not.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, can you imagine the damage to your eyes? I'm glad it's actually you know the sun, right? Because you have really light eyes too. So, um, but what is the moral of the story, Andrew Nimi? And put sunscreen on when Boosie says because I looked at the weather forecast and it was bright and sunny and I said before we left the hotel I said Andrew please put sunscreen on
1: you should have just put it on me
0: you're a grown man
1: you know how this works you have to take matters into your own hands how long have we been together now
0: But sunscreen you're usually really good about and I didn't understand. I thought you put it on, that's why, because I even took it out and placed it on the counter to make sure you put it on.
1: I mean, I put it in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently that's not how it works though.
0: No, it doesn't go from your pocket up to your face. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm not supposed to be laughing, but um, hopefully it will turn into a nice tan.
1: I'm not laughing, yeah, I'm sure it will be. But in the meantime, I'm supposed to be here hanging out and like, you know, Getting after it at running up Reno Which is the whole reason we're here Right. And uh, I don't feel like leaving the room
0: But you have to
1: Yeah, eventually I have to
0: When is eventually going to be? People (laughs) are waiting for you
1: (laughs) Well, they can wait For this sunburn A little bit longer, can't they?
0: No, they can't actually
1: I'm waiting to die, personally (laughs) That's what I'm waiting for
0: Well, you're not going to die, it's just a sunburn It's happened to everybody
1: Whatever I guess so.
0: It looks better this morning than it did yesterday. And people are waiting for you to go downstairs and chat to Jamie and Matt about the win. Yeah. You're not interested. In that? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I was before I got scorched by the god of sun. So there's probably going to be some ridiculous looking videos coming out of running it up Reno you know, with a very ridiculous looking me.
0: That's okay. We'll forgive you.
1: I'm going to put I'm going to make them all black and white, I think.
0: <laughs> that's not a bad move.
1: Life goes on, I guess. I can't really see how, but that's what they tell me. So let's talk about Matt and Jamie. That's pretty cool. They uh, they won all the money. They got one hundred fifty thousand dollars in their pockets. But I bet. I bet Mike Vicante has a little piece of that too, since he was there. He was their trainer, and uh, he did a lot of work, for, you know, with them. But who knows? The more interesting aspect of it is that Jamie lost over hundred pounds, and little bro put on like fifty pounds.
0: Fifty. Oh, yeah, he was 135, I think, at the beginning of the Mm
1: -hmm. challenge. Challenge, yeah.
0: I mean, I read a Poker News article where they interviewed Jamie and Matt, and he said that what he's learned during this whole thing is that he just needed the skill set to... Know how to live. Right. Because I think whenever you look at somebody and, you know, they're not doing what you think they should be doing say somebody has like a drinking problem or you know an overeating problem then you just judge them based on the result not understanding you know why somebody would make those decisions Mm -hmm. like i was a smoker so i know like it wasn't because i didn't know that smoking was bad for me but it was because i had other issues that i hadn't dealt with and i didn't know how to deal with those issues i do judge smokers (laughs) <laughs> yeah we know that oh okay <laughs> but you don't have like the framework of dealing with stress or anxiety or you know whatever the issue is so
1: yeah
0: i thought that was really interesting yeah
1: um, so yeah. yeah i mean i think there's like the worry that he's gonna you know bounce rebound whatever the term is back up to like being uh an, a very unhealthy weight but uh seems like he's approaching it correctly with that mindset of you know now that he's got the skills and the understanding of how to live within a more healthy range of you know taking in what uh macros you're supposed to be eating and all that stuff which his trainer Mike Vicante is a huge proponent of that's sort of how he lives his uh healthy lifestyle now that he's got all the all that knowledge maybe we won't see and hopefully we won't see a, a big rebound
0: i think the fact that it was over such a long Of time, you know, it wasn't like three months to lose a hundred pounds because it could have been. And at that point, you just, you know, do whatever it takes, like extremes to lose the weight, but then there's no lasting change. So the fact that the prop bed was a year is, I think, really, really cool. Yeah. Like Bill Perkins, man, just the man. (laughs) Yeah. But also, that whole macro tracking thing is very inspiring. Well, I tried, I'm i
1: trying. Yeah, we're both trying it. I didn't put my uh, food in from yesterday since I was Which too, is what? too <laughs> angry by, about sunburn to do anything else.
0: Uh, but yeah, Andrew and I are tracking macros, kind mm-hmm. of. And it's so funny because I thought I was really healthy. But once you actually start tracking, uh, you really see how it's like the little snacks here and there. They're all add up.
1: I like how uh, Bill Perkins somebody said I think it was a YouTube comment or something but they were like Bill Perkins he wasn't even at the weigh-in and uh wasn't even watching the live stream or anything and he had $150,000 on the line and someone was like Bill Perkins too rich to even care about finding out whether he lost $150,000. They called him afterwards and uh you know had a chat and stuff to inform him that he lost. But he's super classy guy as always, happy for the Staples Bros. And I saw that uh, Matt Staples, the day after, when he was starting his cut, he lost like five pounds wow. in like one day, which probably a lot of water weight because I think they were maintaining certain water. Um, I think Matt was probably drinking a lot of water at the weigh-in to sort of get exactly within one pound, which is what they needed. So there's probably, you know, lots of water weight to be lost there. And But it'll be interesting to see because Matt should be able to get in like pretty sick shape after he does a cut and hits the gym and stuff.
0: Yeah, with a trainer, too, that's pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, I think Bill Perkins just, I think he knew that they would win.
1: I don't know. I mean, it seems so but unlikely at the, when they started it because Matt was such a scrawny dude and Jamie was huge.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, as you watch the progress because they've been tracking pretty oh, consistently. At that point, he know. probably knew that. Yeah, and I don't think he did it, you know, for the money because I don't think if he was about the money, only only about the money, he would have given them such great odds. And Matt, what a champ. I don't know if I'd put on 50 pounds for you or lose 50 pounds for you.
1: I wouldn't want you to put on 50 pounds for a <laughs> challenge. I don't think it would be worth $150,000. Oh. <laughs> so you better stay under.
0: So you're not going to get any, uh, you take any prop bets to like bulk up and then I uh, have to put on weight to no, be in the same I will same not be accepting weight. that wager.
1: <laughs> If you can give me a bet where I don't get sunburned for the entire year, that would be a good bet I would take.
0: It's called sunscreen, really. That's the easiest prop bet in the whole world. (laughs) Okay. So how much data do you think Facebook and Google have collected on (laughs) Matt and Jamie (laughs) from the uh, challenge? You think uh, Matt is gonna get all the get shredded? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Get shredded ads. Oh yeah, served sure. to him on Facebook.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. They know every meal that they've eaten, every pound that they were at, how much they weighed through every single day of the challenge. Yeah, they know everything about everybody.
0: What do you think about that? Like think about people's outrage at Facebook and Google. Or Facebook really cuz the 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 spotlight has been on Facebook about their allowing third parties to access data, your data as a Facebook user, and your friend's data, uh-huh. and not saying anything about it. Or yeah.
1: I mean, I've sort of been resigned to the fact that there's no more privacy in this world anymore, and uh, that it's been that way for a while, and it's impossible to know who knows what and who's listening and watching on what. So I'm not really too bothered about it unless like, I start getting into the details and seeing what all the things are that actually is collected but I sort of in a general sense have kind of felt that way for a while. So I'm not really too bothered by it. I think like maybe being a poker player, I don't know, a couple of things. You're sort of, uh, especially like when I'm sharing all these like swings uh, on the vlog, um, like monetary swings, when a lot of people are like very private about um, like money and stuff, like their income, I think like sharing more willingly numbs me to finding out that somebody is watching and learning things about you. So, because that's, i'm already putting a lot out there it's like whatever what else what else do you more what what more do people need to know about me or that they don't already know um but
0: you were doing that before before you started the vlog
1: mm-hmm. you
0: never cared about putting your email address right because i think i what was it like 2014 15 when this whole email marketing thing was huge and everybody was wanting your email address for every little thing like sign up here or connect to facebook and i was always very resistant to that
1: yeah you have Um, second and third emails that you share with people for their spam
0: right i do because those are not linked to anything personal like Mm -hmm. i don't use my name or whatever yeah um but you are always just like putting your main email address on there and (laughs) connecting your facebook account to every third party service which i thought was very bizarre
1: yeah yeah i don't know i just don't really I feel like it's inevitable. Like, how are you going to be protected? Because, like, look at that Equifax thing. They're supposed to be, like, the guardians, uh, the stronghold of your, your credit, which base, is based, you know, it's like the what everything in the world is based on, your credit, right? And if that can get hacked and shared with the world, then what chance do we have to protect any of this stuff?
0: But do you think it's with good intentions or malevolent intentions that these companies are collecting data on every action or, you know, everything about you.
1: Well, what could be the good intention?
0: I think to enhance the experience of your customer. So as you gather more information, then you go, oh, Lucy likes this. So if I could serve her more of this, then it will enhance the experience, and then she'll be more of a loyal customer. To
1: yeah. Me. So it's all about it's all about money, right? It's all about making money for them in the end.
0: Yeah, but I mean, do you re- do you think that they sit down and go, "Yes, I am. We need to get to know them better so that we can have them spend more," or do you think there was some sort of "Let's make the world better by collecting more data" and? make like uh, the more we know the better the solutions we can
1: um provide
0: or something like that
1: i mean that is like
0: my optimistic side because i'm the person who doesn't want to share my data but that is like the
1: yeah it's a nice like rosy c- rose colored glass way of looking at it but uh, i mean i guess i don't know that much about this group what is the name do you remember the name of this group yeah it was the, attached to the facebook
0: cambridge Analic- analytic analytic analytica
1: Cambridge Analytica. So what do they do?
0: So they're saying that Cambridge Analytica used the data that Facebook has on you and sold it to different political interests so that they could target their campaigns to that specific person or those people or those groups of people. Um, So there was a lot of, uh, what are they called? Campaign people? Like,
1: Um, I don't know. It's it's Candidates.
0: there are lots of candidates, oh. political candidates that use information from Cambridge Analytica to further their races or their campaigns.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it comes down to money and power, I think.
0: So are, we, are you saying we're just fucked?
1: Yes, pretty much.
0: So then why wouldn't you try and limit your ex- like data? I've noticed if I'm having a conversation with my friend uh, about, we were talking about eyelash extensions or something silly. And then I went onto Instagram and there was an eyelash extension <laughs> ad. ad, right? So yeah. they are in your messages. And so you think
1: that's definitely happening?
0: Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh wait, you mean
1: like, oh, so like in your DMs, not like you were having conversation in real life.
0: Well, I've seen that too.
1: And <laughs> yeah. I can't,
0: there's no way to consistently prove that. Yeah, But you see sort of related ads. Could be happening. So then what do we do? We put, we cover our, uh, <laughs> because there's like, yeah, cover your webcams, cover your microphones. I don't know. Switch I off don't. all the tracking. Because I had, I looked up the Google, what is it? Google tracking thing. Like Google keeps all your data. Yeah. So people are afraid of Facebook, but Google owns YouTube, owns everything. Right. They know everything about it. Yeah, they know you. what
1: you're watching. And they know
0: where you are.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just like too much work, I think, to, uh, to worry about it and fight it all and making sure all your tracks are covered. At least in my uh, in my life and the, the effort that I'm willing to put into it, I just can't be bothered to to worry about it.
0: So what do you think that means for the, like, <laughs> Bad oh.
1: things. That's Because <laughs> the bad thing is, like, I guess, like, the, the real negative consequence is that they're going to be tracking people that uh, are, like, threats to them. You know, if it's, like, if it comes from a certain campaign or, you know, like, a certain group of people are are watching these sorts of things and able to get this information and they're using it to track people that are a threat to their growing power then that's the real worry about this sort of stuff and you know for the most part most people don't have anything to hide but that's not the issue the issue is for people that are you know trying to do like a certain amount of good in the world and some other people are more interested in it. You know, gathering their own power rather than spreading power out, mm. then uh, that's where it becomes pretty dangerous. I don't know. What are the steps that you take to sort of fight this thing? I don't even know what, they, what those steps are. Delete everything? Delete Facebook? <laughs> yeah, there was. Never there use w- Google? Never there, use YouTube?
0: There was the hashtag, you know, delete Facebook, but what, use, what am I going to use if I don't use Google? Bing? Bing is doing the same thing. Well, what and- am
1: I going to use? I have a YouTube channel. I mean, there's maybe cryptocurrency will solve all this stuff because maybe there will be, maybe there will be a, a new YouTube. I think there is a new, a different YouTube, like based on uh, this cryptocurrency trend.
0: Right, but there's even uh, talks about having a crypto, like a blockchain search. Search is supposed is fast because it's centralized, right? So you pull all the data and then you can. Go here to this archive and pull the data that you need. Mm-hmm. But if you have it in fifty different places, yeah, the technology has to be super fast in order to make search as good as Google. But then, what does that solve anyway? Because you're still going to have pockets of I don't know. You know what I mean? You have like remote service. What do here. we know? What do we know? But this is the thing. You can't just say what do you know and then just <laughs> stop talking about it because this is how. Yeah. The. The power keeps growing because people just resign themselves to going, I don't know, so I'm not going to be bothered about it.
1: Yep. So, right. well, we're doing our part by putting it out on the podcast. Now it's up to all of our <laughs> listeners to do something about it.
0: Okay, listeners, it's all on you. Solve yeah. the, uh, the world. Solve the world. <laughs> what do you think that means for the poker world? Uh, Which part? Like if you played online, but the casinos do it too. You go to the casino, you have your player's card, mm-hmm. and so they, and they know... Have cameras
1: all over the place, so...
0: Yeah, besides cameras, but they go, oh, Andrew spends this much at Baccarat, he eats here, and then they sort of send you those coupons right. and stuff to entice you to come back to the property. Yep.
1: They it's, have facial recognition, um, they know how long you've been in the casino for, they know where you live, and uh, it's all very scary. <laughs>
0: for the person who didn't care about it (laughs) all of a sudden you're scared
1: no it's interesting because i mean obviously i'm sort of like on the side of for me to be for me to like do the thing that i do with my videos which is bring a camera into a casino and the casino supposedly on one hand is very concerned about privacy and they use that as a reason to say that's why i can't film at the table like some of the casinos at least But then on the other hand, they are, they know everything about you and they're tracking you and trying to learn as much about you so that they can market to you better. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems kind of, um, what do you call it?
0: Counterintuitive.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I guess they're not, are they broadcasting that out to a wider audience? No, they're not. So I guess my thoughts on the privacy thing come back to what we said in the beginning, which is that I don't think there is that much privacy in the world anymore. And that's like sort of part of the reason why I don't think it's a big deal. Even though I protect people's identities, like I cut people's faces and heads off out of the uh, table, the poker table shots. I just don't think the privacy is that big of an issue. And I don't think there's that much privacy to be found these days.
0: So listeners of Tell's podcast, please let us know what you think on these privacy issues.
1: issues. Speaking of... uh, the cryptocurrency solving some of these issues or whatever, and gambling and stuff. There's a couple of like projects out there that have that are in early, early days, early stages. Cryptocurrency projects designed to solve all of online poker's issues.
0: Mm, tell me more. <laughs> well, so, what are, okay, let's start off with what are the issues of online poker?
1: Well, I guess the main one that these companies think is the main problem, which actually isn't the main problem Um, but these companies they start off with this notion um, this this uh, problem that they're trying to solve which is money shouldn't be stored with the company that is offering the service so like if you look at a company like full tilt poker they're using that probably as the main uh, example of a company that shouldn't have been storing people's money because it turned out they didn't have the funds right so they look at that and say well what if the customers held the funds and they just traded the funds with each other rather than the rather than a centralized company or group mm. holding on to all the funds and then, you know, cashing out as as normal, as mm. sort of the standard today. So like what if the currency was traded, it was tradable on the markets and also tradable within players and that was how it was that was how how all the funds were maintained.
0: Interesting. So the solution is to create
1: the solution is to create a cryptocurrency or a token.
0: That allows people to trade amongst themselves. Okay, so explain to me how that would work in an actual poker game, right? So I have 50 tokens, mm-hmm. you have 100 tokens. Mm-hmm. And so then we come to the table with our tokens. So it's just like having chips and I win all your chips. And so now I have all your tokens, which means I have your money. So making a chip an actual currency right like if you went to the that's actually what
1: they're called for one of the uh, sites they're called chips
0: oh okay but yeah like i'm thinking of the chips at the poker table right because you don't sit there with hundred dollar bills and somebody asked that actually so we'll circle back to the problem solving but somebody asked why is it that you don't sit with hundred dollar bills at the table anymore or, you know, money stacked behind your chips. I used to see that all the time. And what happened? Well, you're still
1: kind of the golden nugget. That's the only casino in Vegas, I think. But, um, but the IRS has sent a memo around to a bunch of casinos saying, we prefer if you didn't allow this anymore because of money laundering issues.
0: Okay, what difference does it make? I don't understand any of this.
1: <coughs> well, okay. if the money transfers, if you get the chips at the cage, they sort of keep track of...
0: Oh, I see. Okay.
1: You know, when money is coming in and going out.
0: But if you just transfer money...
1: To another person at the poker table, then they can say, I won this money, I lost this money, and who knows? Sure.
0: Okay. Um so there you go, listener of the podcast or watcher of the vlog. <laughs> That's why you can't have hundred dollar bills stacked behind your chips no more. Uh okay. So circling back to these chips, what else are they proposing to solve as a online
1: That's, problem? I, as far as I can gather, that is the only real problem that they're attempting to solve. So there's no, I don't think there's any difference in terms of like how they're gonna be able to fight bots, for example, or collusion. I mean, they have different ideas as far as how to fight collusion.
0: Using blockchain technology?
1: Well, no, I don't think they're using blockchain technology (laughs) for that. They're using- Just
0: trying to solve that. different,
1: Different methods that they come up with, yeah.
0: Okay, what do you think are the problems of online poker? Because um, I thought one, I thought maybe you would say Americans per yeah. se could play on.
1: Yeah, so that is another problem. You're on right on poker sites. So that's another that's another issue. Um, it's that the Americans are cut off from the global uh, poker pool, right? So that's I guess another um, issue that they're trying to solve. So if we can play on a cryptocurrency site, decentralized site, decentralized funds, trade with anybody in the world, then. Yeah, we can all play on the same site. I mean, it remains to be seen whether these people will be able to offer this uh, to Americans and whether it takes off and becomes something. Um, but yeah, it's not going to, there's that's one issue. Then there's also these issues of you know bots running rampant and collusion happening, cheating occurring time to time, and whether they'll be able to solve those issues with cryptocurrency. I don't, there's no real sort of solution, it seems, as far as what cryptocurrency will provide, as far as answers.
0: Can sort of see what they're trying to do. But you mentioned something about these tokens being, you can only use this token on this site. It's not like an Ethereum or a Litecoin or that you can convert into fiat. So that seems a little shady, no?
1: So yeah, you would have to like, so Jason Moe was talking about this on Joe Ingram's podcast. And uh, so basically you would have to put your dollars onto an exchange and buy Bitcoin. Then you'd have to buy You'd have to use your Bitcoin to buy the, say, chips or whatever, these tokens, these poker tokens. And then you'd be able to use those tokens uh, on the gaming felts, right? Right. And then if you want to cash out, you would have to take those tokens back to the exchange and buy Bitcoin. And then you'd have to use the Bitcoin to get US dollars, trade those at like Gemini or, you know, GDAX or whatever it is. And then, you know, send the money back to your bank account.
0: Okay, so obviously one of the first thing, problems that I see is what if the technology fails yeah. or the company owners are crooked and then the poker site is dead?
1: Right. What so happens
0: to all? If I had $50 million of these tokens, yeah. then what?
1: You're screwed. Hmm. The value goes to zero. So like, they raised money. That's sort of like the issue of contention is that they raised money to sell these tokens, or I mean, they sold these tokens for money mm-hmm. from in, from investors. Let's say the the site gets up and running, but then the poker players who are on that site decide they don't really like this, this site; it's not their thing, or traffic doesn't really reach a point where there's you know that many games running. The, the, you know, there's no tournaments that are able to you know really gain traction based on the low number of players that are on the site, and uh, the value of all those tokens is going to go to zero because nobody wants them to be able to use them to play on the site so all the money that was raised to uh, sell those tokens and you know create them um, goes into the pockets of the uh, the creators of the site but the anyone who's left holding these tokens is left holding the bag as they say
0: yeah it's so interesting because the problem that you're trying to solve sort of comes back to having this like one currency that we all agree on and that's what we're trying to get away from and it's just all convoluted (laughs) right right? because if i was thinking okay if we have like a poker currency then it doesn't matter right so you have a poker token Mm -hmm. that you can use on any different poker site then that helps that problem because if this poker site goes down and nobody wants to play on that you can still take your chips or tokens and play on another poker site yeah but then Somebody has to, we all have to agree that this poker token is worth X amount and is useful in the real world in order to keep transacting. So then we go back to a currency value that will probably be run by somebody because they'll be like, oh, if we have 50 poker companies, let's create a body of poker regulators to regulate these tokens and chips so that we don't screw each other over and now we're in the same spot it's convoluted no but we're back to the same thing of having these reserve banks issuing money and saying okay this is how it this is why it has value yep because as a poker community we've come together and agreed that we're gonna be behind these poker chips poker tokens
1: Mm -hmm. we should have a cryptocurrency for this podcast we should have Tells Coins.
0: <laughs> what do people get for Tells Coins?
1: Uh, They get to ask questions. <laughs> they cost Tells Coins.
0: Uh, it's currently free to send an email to tells at yeah, but which that's if the, you haven't.
1: That's the problem. People, We're not making any money.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and I think it's pretty easy to set up a crypto, right? You just, I don't know.
1: Like, yeah, it seems like it. That's what uh, Jason was also saying in that podcast, is that you can set up a token in like 20 minutes or something that's based on the Ethereum code, I guess. Mm -hmm. So why haven't you done that?
0: All right. This is what I'm going to do this Friday afternoon is set up a TELS podcast. TELS coins. TELS coins. What about you? But what about an Andrew Nimi coin? Because then you can use it for YouTube and TELS.
1: Okay. That'll take you another 20 minutes. Andrew.
0: Oh, yeah. There we go. So two... Two coins coming your way, the Tales coin and the Andrew Nimi coin, the YouTube Andrew Nimi YouTube coin, favorable coin, the favorable coin. There we go. That will cover all the apparel. You can use it for apparel. Exchange it. <laughs> okay, nice. this conversation is getting lost. Yeah. Um. But yeah, interesting. Lots to think about.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh. Anything else you'd like to say? Your face looks so much better. Just just talking, just recording Tells, I think, has healed your sunburn.
1: God hates liars.
0: (laughs) I think that's all we have time for today. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for listening to Tells. Please subscribe and leave a comment in the notes. Send us emails to tells at com. Let us answer all your relationship questions. I know there are some burning relationship questions out there. And... This is a safe place to share those.
1: Was that burning? Was that pun intended? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Any last words?
1: No. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Boosie.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having
1: us on your podcast, listeners.
0: And we'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for next week.
0: When your sun suntan turns into a tan?
1: When my sunburn turns oh, into a Oh, your
0: sunburn. <laughs> All right, bye.
1: Bye.